try to think of the best interview you've ever heard. Maybe it was done by Oprah or Terry Gross or Katie Couric. And you might think, I could just never do what they do and be so confident in asking the hard-hitting questions. But as with many things in life, a huge reason for their success is all the preparation work they do up front. That can mean hours of research just to find the one right question. And today, you'll hear lots of questions in an episode from earlier this year, starting with... Jeff. What's up? Have you ever played the question game? What question game? You know, the one where you only ask questions. What do you mean I only ask questions? Are you being serious right now? Are you being serious right now? Why aren't you answering me? And what does R.J. Barrett have to do to be considered a frontrunner for Rookie of the Year? Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's basketball. That's basketball. Yeah, Yeah, we're talking about sports. You're listening to NPR's podcast that's all about making a podcast. Each week we have short episodes filled with tips and inspiration to help you make an amazing podcast entry. I'm Lauren Magaki. And I'm Jeff Pierre. Today on the show, the art of the interview. Because no matter what kind of podcast you're making, you're probably going to need to do at least one interview. Yeah, and unlike our silly game at the top, thanks for playing, interviews are way more than just asking questions. Yeah, it's all about making the person that you're talking to feel comfortable and like they're being heard. I wanted to learn from the interview experts, so I walked around and asked some folks in NPR's newsroom. I'm Gene Demby. I'm one of the hosts of the Code Switch podcast. Hi, I'm Randa Abdelfatah and I'm one of the hosts of Throughline from NPR. My name is Lane Catherine Levinson, and I'm a producer with Throughline, the history podcast at NPR. All right, so one of the things that all these folks have in common, they prepare. Yeah, and just like hopefully you would study for a test, you wouldn't walk into an interview without doing a little studying. Say I want to do a podcast about the history of the three-point shot in basketball. I'll do a little reading. I'll watch a couple of clips of maybe James Harden. And that will help me figure out who I should talk to. Yeah, and that's easy if you're interviewing, you know, say, James Harden. Shout out to the beard. But maybe you want to interview your basketball coach and get their view on three-pointers, right? They're less likely to have written articles or books or have done ESPN interviews, but you can still prepare for that interview. So that's when a pre-interview would come in. That is Gene Demby from NPR's Code Switch podcast. And what he means by a pre-interview is a conversation that you have but don't record. If you can, and that's not always going to be possible, but if you can, you should just talk to them to get like a, a loose idea of what they may think about a thing. That way you can determine like whether or not they're the person you want to interview. Okay, so if I'm interviewing my basketball coach about three-pointers, I might first do a pre-interview with them to see what they have to say. You know, maybe they know a lot about shooting technique, or maybe they're like a guru on shooting percentages, or maybe they'll have this amazing story about the best three-point shot they've ever seen. And then once your basketball coach or James Harden has agreed to come on your podcast, you've got to figure out what you're going to ask them. The next step is write it down. That's Rund Abdelfata. She's the co-host of Throughline, it's NPR's history podcast. Don't keep it all in your head because it's so easy to just get lost if, if it's not kind of clearly like spelled out from kind of your brain onto paper. Run's advice is super helpful, especially if you get a little nervous. I mean, I know I'd be a little nervous if I was interviewing somebody like James Harden. 
Yeah, and it's not just Rund who does this. Gene says he plans out all his questions so that the conversation has a logical flow. We write all of our questions down in advance. That way we know like how we want the conversation to go, ideally, and then we can sort of deviate if someone gives us an answer that's really, really good. But we also just want to have like a sort of scaffold, a sort of roadmap for the conversation. So be prepared, but also be open to surprises. Honestly, like be prepared to change the story completely. Yeah, so you never know when your guest might say something that completely blows your mind. Yeah, like, Jeff, did you know the three-pointer was actually invented by dinosaurs? Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Blows your mind. All right, Jeff, we've prepared. Yep. We've read. Did that. We've pre-interviewed. Yes, check. (laughs) We wrote down all of our questions. Now the guest is here, and it's time for our interview. And the first thing to do is to make your guest feel at ease. Lane Kaplan-Levinson is a producer at ThruLine. I don't put on any type of, like, professional airs or stiffness because they're going to mirror whatever energy I'm putting out. So I try to be as natural and relaxed and myself so that they can do that, which is going to get you the best tape because they're going to let their personality come out. There's actually a really good trick to do all this. You start off with a question that's pretty engaging, but not very complicated. Remember, talking into a microphone is nerve-wracking at first. Your guests might be a little uncomfortable, a little nervous. Lane's favorite question right now is asking someone about their first car. They actually tried it on a guest recently, and... He got super excited and started talking about this old beat-up, you know, whatever. And by the time that was done, like, we were all friends. Some other good ones, asking people about their pets or their favorite holiday. This is just to make sure that people feel at ease. And a producer pro tip, it's also a good time to check your levels, your volume. Make sure it's not too loud or too quiet. I try to just make it seem like we're just hanging out and I'm asking them some really intense questions about (laughs) their professional life, but in a way that has them know that they can... They can relax. They can exhale and be themselves. We love personality. Right. So our guest is warmed up, right? You know, they have a glass of water, maybe. Um, Their phone is hopefully on silent. Yes. And they're feeling a little bit more comfortable in front of the mic. Now we got to ask the hard questions. And like the saying goes, there are no dumb questions. But there are definitely some questions that are better than others. Open-ended questions are always better than yes or no questions. You don't want to ask any questions that let someone say yes or no or give you a really quick answer. You want them to sort of expound. Okay, Lauren. Yes. Let's test this out. All right. Um, so, Lauren, do you like the color blue? Yes. Mm, I don't like that answer. Okay. Let's, boring. Yeah, a little boring. Um, so let's try it another way. Lauren, why do you love the color blue? I love the color blue because it reminds me of Cookie Monster, and he was my favorite character as a kid. I'll take that. It's a pretty good blue. It's also very close to Knickerbocker blue. I'll take that. It's also a much more interesting answer than yes or no. That's right. All right, so this next tip comes from Ari Shapiro. He's one of the hosts of our afternoon show called All Things Considered. My suggestion is to keep your ears open and don't be afraid of the question, what do you mean by that? Or tell me more. Ari is one of the smartest people I know, which just proves that you don't need fancy questions to get fancy answers. And if you feel like your guest hasn't quite answered your question and you've already tried and asked what do you mean by that, I've got another tip from Rund. Asking the same question like three or four times in a different way. And it, it's, it feels really awkward. It does. But sometimes that fourth answer is actually the perfect answer because it's, it's like sometimes you, your thoughts don't come together as well as you want them to the first time. So maybe first I asked Lauren, you know, tell me about your first pet. But I was a little nervous and I said um a lot and I didn't tell a very good story. 
Yeah, then I could ask, what did you love about your first pet? Or what was it like when you got your first pet? And now I have another shot at answering that question. My first pet was a great cat named Arby, and he was lovely. (laughs) Okay, so we've got a tip now from our Boston editor, Steve Drummond. Ask one question at a time. Yeah, those multi-part questions just mean that your guests will just pick one of them to answer. So don't stack them all up like this. Jeff, what's the history of the three-point shot? Well, And fir- who was the creator of the three-point oh, shot? Oh, that would be... And what does the three-pointer mean to you personally? Well, I- I'm going to go back to your first question. <laughs> <laughs> Point proven. Yeah. So another thing to keep in mind when you're interviewing someone, listen. That's like 99% of the interview. This is probably the secret sauce to a good interview. Run says listening, really listening, is how you get the good tape, the good stories. So if they're getting really excited about something and they're telling this vivid story, then you want to draw as much as you can, even if it wasn't on the roadmap to begin with. And don't be afraid to ask about those vivid details. What did it sound like? What were you seeing? What was the feeling in the air? But being a good listener also means pulling back sometimes. Let's say there's a moment where the guest is struggling to find the words. Maybe they're getting emotional. Being quiet, being silent, like giving them the space, that takes active listening. When you're really listening, you should be absorbing. You're not rushing to ask the next question, and you don't have to fill the silence. Actually, don't be afraid of the silence. Sometimes silence is the best follow-up. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Blue Microphones. Blue has helped millions of podcasters, musicians, and storytellers to raise their voices since they began making mics over 25 years ago. Blue is best known for creating Yeti, the iconic mic that plugs straight into your laptop so you can sound great, even if you've never recorded before. Visit bluemic.com and click Get Started to find the mic that's right for you. That's our show for today. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at NPR underscore ed and subscribe to our newsletter to stay up to date on this year's student podcast challenge. Our college competition opened earlier this month and the high school and middle school competition opens on January 1st. Today's episode was produced by me, Sequoia Carrillo, and edited by Steve Drummond. It was hosted by Jeffrey Pierre and Lauren Magaki with music by Sam D'Agostino. Thanks for listening to our show this week, and we can't wait to listen to yours.